Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello and welcome, everybody, to our NBA Trade Zone podcast where we talk all things NBA trades, past, present, and future. Hi, guys. My name is Daniel. And my name is Sebastian, and today on the podcast, we're going to take a different turn, and we're going to have some fun. Um, I was listening to the Bill Simmons podcast a few weeks back, and I heard them talking about uh, expanding the NBA by two teams, and that gave me an idea where we will discuss, we will do like a mock draft, where today, this is going to be a two-part podcast, today we're going to discuss four players each team is going to protect. That's going to be our first part. And uh, our next podcast, we're going to actually do a snake draft where I will be picking for one team and Danny will be picking for the other team. So the way we're going to do this is we're going to think that Seattle and Las Vegas are the two teams that uh, are being introduced to the Western Conference and Memphis is moving to the East. And then we will have our um, draft on our next podcast. So today we're just going to jump right into it. We're going to discuss, I'm going to name three players from each team that I would protect. Danny is going to offer his input, and then he's going to add one more person. And if we have some time, maybe we'll talk about each team's who is like being left out. Yeah, and just a quick overview. We will be giving, we'll be taking their contracts into consideration. So depending on how we really feel the team not only needs that player, but the longevity of that player will be taken into consideration here as well um, in terms of how long he's going to be on the team, how long he might be on the team, and the importance of that player to that team. So we are taking age into consideration. We are taking uh, potential into consideration. So we are essentially pretending that these are two new franchises looking into the future and not just for one year. So it is August. It is probably the most boring month of the NBA season. So we are just trying to have some fun with this. And let's let's jump right into it. We'll probably spend about a minute to a minute and a half on each team. There are 30 teams. So probably about a minute and a minute and a half on each team. So we're going to start in the West and we're going to start with the Houston Rockets. Uh, Houston Rockets, the three players I would protect are Harden, Capella, and Paul. Okay, so uh, that's a pretty obvious uh, choices. And then uh, the two players we might want to take into consideration for them locking up would be P.J. Tucker and Eric Gordon. Uh, Aaron Gordon brings instant offense. P.J. Tucker brings toughness and defense. Uh, probably, who do you think they would keep in this situation? If I was making a decision, and I mean, I would, I would say that Eric Gordon is the person to keep there, just because he is that you know really really good three point shooter, which they depend on a lot. Okay, so we will keep Eric Gordon for the Houston Rockets. Pretty much, Eric Gordon is, brings something to the table that maybe other players that the Rockets could trade for might bring. Essentially, P.J. Tucker brings a lot of toughness, but if he is drafted away from them, they will probably still make a trade for a couple other wing defenders at some point, either before the season starts or during the season. So we will decide to keep Eric Gordon in this situation. Yeah, and I mean, Tucker, you could make a case for Tucker because of his defense, especially since they lost a lot of defense this year. But I think just because Eric Gordon is too valuable and he would probably be taken in the draft, that you don't want to risk him putting his name out there. Um, if I'm, Let me quickly jump in. Uh, we do understand that this is not how an expansion draft works. Expansion drafts usually... There are eight players locked up from each team, so there's no way both of these players would be taken, but we are trying to have more fun with it than an actual expansion draft is, so that's why we are protecting only four players from each team and not eight. Yeah. Okay, so now we're going to move on to the Spurs. Uh, we're going to say that the, I'm going to say the Spurs would uh, protect DeJounte Murray, LaMarcus Aldridge, and DeMar DeRozan. 
All right, well, other players that could be taken into consideration here are their first-round pick from this previous draft, Lonnie Walker. Maybe they'd like to keep Marco Bellinari, Rudy Gay, or the son that they just picked up from uh, Toronto with Pascal Shechem. No, Jacob Poto. Jacob Poto, okay. Uh, Both of them have weird names. But uh, in this situation, I would suggest probably keeping Poto from the son that they just picked up from uh, Toronto. I think he's... You know more of what you're gonna get from him than from than you would get from Lonnie Walker, and both of them are younger than Bellinelli and Gay. So as much as valuable as they will be to this upcoming team in 2018 and 2019, I think having Lonnie Walker or uh, Poto locked up for the long term would be a little more valuable to the San Antonio Spurs. So which one of those two players do you think they should keep? Yeah, I mean I, the case is definitely higher to be made for portal just because he has NBA experience and you've seen that he could provide something in the NBA uh you know it's kind of risky putting Lonnie Walker out there but you know I unfortunately there's only four players and you can, I don't see the Spurs not protecting Aldridge or DeRozan so yeah so Jacob Poto it is all right we're gonna move on to the third Texas team which is the Dallas Mavericks uh, the Dallas Mavericks, uh, the three I would protect would be Luka Doncic, uh, Dennis Smith Jr., and Harrison Barnes. And this is pretty much a no-brainer. You're definitely just signed DeAndre Jordan for just under $25 million. You're going to protect DeAndre Jordan in this situation and hope it works out with him in Dallas for the long term. And they don't really have anyone else that is really worth protecting there. I mean, they have that one, what, Wesley Matthews? They have Wesley Matthews, but... but I, I wouldn't see him going in the draft. Maybe he will. And even if he does, he's not that big of a loss to them. He will probably be gone after this year anyway for them. And especially now that they've drafted Doncic, that's made Wesley Matthews much more expandable Yes, from their roster. All right, and then the Phoenix Suns, uh, I would say we would protect uh, Booker... We would protect Josh Jackson and DeAndre Ayton. Okay, and then they just selected... Uh, which which one of the Bridges was selected? Mikael there? Bridges. Mikael Bridges was selected in uh, Phoenix. Uh, they did trade up for him, essentially. They did trade away 2021 Miami Heat draft pick for him, along with their other first-round pick from this previous draft. So uh, it's pretty much a no-brainer that he's going to stay over there. Similarly, I mean, you could keep Marquise Chris or... Dragon Bender, but I think Bridges is much more valuable I mean, than yeah. any of those two players, especially at this point. And they don't have much else on that roster that would be capped. There. Yeah, good, yeah, good riddance to those other guys who haven't uh, showed any potential as of yet. Okay, and then the Warriors is going to be a tough one. I mean, not really a tough one, but if I'm the Warriors, I'd be protecting Curry, Durant, and Thompson. Which... Yeah, Draymond Green, obviously. Um, they don't would not want to ruin that chemistry by letting him go. Um, I mean, obviously, they have cousins there who will be coming off an injury. But probably, if they were both healthy, that'd be a harder, much harder choice because of how good cousins is and the talent he provides. But even at that point, even even if cousins was fully healthy, I still think that Draymond Green is more important to that team and his chemistry on that team along with the other players, is just much more valuable to their roster. Yeah, I mean, the Golden State Warriors are going to be the team that are going to get the most screwed by this. One of the teams that's going to get the most screwed by this, just because of the level of talent that they have. Uh, Cousins is a one-year deal. Uh, It's pretty much assumed that he's not going to sign back there next year. Not Not unless he has a bad year and he can't make any more money somewhere else. I mean, the max the Warriors could pay him last year, next year, is under $7 million because they do own only his non-bird rights. Uh, so the max they could sign him is just under $7 million. So unless he has a bad year, he's not signing for under $7 million with yeah. any team. All right. Uh, now we're going to move on to the Lakers. Uh, the Lakers are going to protect LeBron James, of course, uh, Brandon Ingram, and Lonzo Ball. Uh, so I think, what, they should probably keep JaVel McGee, not Jax, <laughs> kidding. All right. Either Kuzma or Josh Hart, obviously those are their two young players. Uh, both look to be valuable future players on the Lakers. Both look to either be traded by the Lakers in this uh, this upcoming season or stay with the team for the long term. Um, both late first-round picks last year. Uh, turn out seem to be like both will be good players in the league. So... 
actually not last year's Lakers draft class might be one of the one of might be one of the all-time best draft classes in terms of all three players being selected. Uh, but I think in this situation, you got to keep Kuzma over Hart, as unfortunate as it is. But Kuzma was more valuable to them next year, and he seems to have a little more scoring potential over Josh Hart in the future. So you do got to keep Kuzma in this situation. Yeah, I mean, Josh Hart is a good player, and I know the Lakers like him. Uh, but they can't get rid of Ball, right? Because he was the second... You know, second pick. No, he's just got a lot more potential and, than any yeah. of those players, and too. Kuzma's there, so you probably are going to see Hart go in this. But, uh, unfortunately, there's really nothing you can do about it. These are the rules that we have created. So, next, uh, we're going to go over to the other Los Angeles team, which we're going to do the LA Clippers. Uh, they're obviously going to protect their uh, two draft picks from this year, which is Shai Gilgis Alexander and I forget the first name, but I know his last name is Thomas. He's a shooting guard. And then the third player they're going to uh, protect, in my opinion, would be Lou Williams. Who would you suggest as their fourth player? I think pretty much obvious here to uh, Tobias Harris. He's still fairly young. Um, provides a, a, mo- a very modern power forward in the league. Uh, probably their best player for this upcoming season. Uh, I think... Yeah, I mean, his contract situation, him declining a uh, a pretty hefty extension is very puzzling. But at the same time, if if provided the right offer next year, I do believe that he does stay with the Clippers, especially if they fail to land a superstar like Jimmy Butler and, and or Kawhi Leonard. I think he pretty much stays there. Gets paid about the same amount he was offered this year in terms of the extension. So I think this one's pretty obvious as well. Yeah, I mean, Tobias Harris is a talented player. He's still young. There's no reason why you'd want to leave him. Uh, I mean, the Clippers have, like, some decent talent, so it means, like, you're going to leave Gallinari out there. I mean, he's obviously been injury-prone. If he had, if he had been more consistent, you'd probably keep Gallinari. Uh, Mute is going to be out there, Montrezl Harrell. But you're going to end up losing one of these guys, probably. But, you know... That's unfortunate. I think they'd probably like to get rid of Gallinari's contract at this point because that would just give them that much more flexibility for next offseason. Yeah, that's so, true. I mean, yeah. concern, it's only Gallinari, the rookies, and Lou Williams signed beyond this season. So they should have probably more cap space, definitely more cap space than the Lakers next year. So that'll actually be one of the fun teams to watch next offseason too to see what they do. Yeah. Okay, and then we have Sacramento, which is just loads of talent. Uh, I think the players they would protect would be, I mean, they have to protect Marvin Bagley for taking him second this year. Uh, they have to pick the, protect last year's uh, their first pick, uh, first uh, pick in the draft, which was De'Aaron Fox, and then the third player I said they're going to protect is Bogdanovich. All right, so that leaves who out there? You got Harry Giles, uh, Willie Cauley Stein, Justin Jackson, Justin Jackson. Yeah, so a few. I believe I mean Willie Cauley Stein was a high pick. He's been decent for them, but hasn't really reached the potential they've been hoping he'd reach. Uh, Harry Giles and Justin Jackson were both uh, last year's selections for the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, who do you think they would keep in this situation? I mean, they are pretty high on Harry Giles at this point. I think they do like him. Well, he had a pretty good, at least from the reports they're saying, that he had a good summer league. Uh, he obviously didn't play all of last year, and he didn't play almost all of the year before that, so... I think actually two years before that, I think he set up his senior year. So he is definitely an injury concern. But they did draft him. Remember, he was like the number one uh, person out of high school. So there's see the talent there. I If I'm the person making this decision, I would probably protect Giles just because I could see a team taking him. Justin Jackson, we know exactly who he is. I mean, he's been the same player for the past four or five years, even when he was at North Carolina. So... I would protect Harry Giles just because he has that potential. Yeah, and they do seem to be pretty high on him, so I do agree with that. Okay, next we're going to move on to another Western Conference team, which is going to be... Uh, one second, I'm sorry. Uh, the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, I think the top three here, I mean, maybe someone can debate the third one, but you're obviously going to protect uh, Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum, and then I put Zach Collins on the roster of protecting just because he was their draft pick last year. 
Yeah, so uh, other players that they have there, uh, they just signed Nurkic to a four-year, $48 million extension. He is more of a, a traditional old-school type of center, but he is talented. Uh, Al Farouk Aminu had a sneaky good year for them this previous year, still fairly young as well. Uh, Moro Harkless is 24, but at this point, I think they'd rather keep Al Farouk Aminu or uh, Nurkic on their roster, so... Let's go. Let's choose between Nurkic and Farouk Aminu here. Uh, who do you think? I mean, do they? Do you think they want to take this risk on uh, Nurkic, who, like I said, is more of an old school center, doesn't shoot threes, doesn't really expand the, the doesn't really work around the perimeter, or Al Farouk Aminu, who is more of a modern day power forward for the Blazers? I mean, I mean so the, the the thing that Portland does do have Zach Collins, so you don't obviously you're not gonna play Zach Collins and Nurkic out there together, right? Yes. And if you do want to, uh, if you do want to, you know, have help Collins develop, well, it'd be nice to see Nurkic go. But obviously, Portland Trailblazers resigned Nurkic, right? Uh, it, the year they traded for him, not this year, but the year in the past, he really did improve once he started playing. You know, once he actually. Starting to uh, you know care a little bit, he really did improve the team. So I think he's the more talented player than Aminu, uh, but I can see an argument for keeping Aminu just because of his versatility and his skill set is more practical in today's modern NBA. Yeah, so I would probably suggest keeping Aminu in this situation because of the fact that the Blazers are trying to win, and if they really are stuck on developing uh, Zach Collins, then you might as well let Nurkic walk, and he probably will be selected, so you will be letting him walk. Yeah, which is okay. Uh, now we're going to move on to the Utah Jazz. This is an interesting one just because they you know, have pretty two real good players, but then they have a lot of really good role players that they wouldn't want to uh, miss. Uh, the two obvious ones that I'm going to protect in this would be Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, and the third person I would also protect is Joe, Joe Ingles just because of he really is able to do a lot for for the team. Yeah, he is really their glue guy. So other players available here are you have uh, Ricky Rubio, uh, Dante Exum, who they just resigned. Uh, they just selected Grayson Allen, but I don't think he'll be protected. And uh, Jay Crowder, who they did trade for um, at the deadline. So I'm gonna say we either select between uh, Jay Crowder and Ricky Rubio to keep one of them and. Pretty much, I mean, as 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 valuable as Jay Crowder may have been for the Celtics, he did not have the best year last year. Ricky Rubio was a very solid point guard for the Jazz, and I think uh, every team needs a point guard to really run that offense. So I will suggest keeping Ricky Rubio over Jay Crowder. I will agree with you there. I think Ricky Rubio actually uh, fit really well with the system in Utah. You could have seen uh, in the playoffs once he got injured team was a little bit worse so I, I would say Ricky Rubio is the guy to protect here just because he is a point guard who really knows how to lead an offense and he's really good at it uh Jay Crowder is you know a decent three and D player but um I think Rubio is just the one that's more worth protecting and if I'm a expansion team and I see Ricky Rubio's name out there I take him to be my starting point guard any day yeah so it's pretty 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 obvious, yeah, that he fits a little better with the team than Jay Crowder. is a little more valuable to the team than Jay Crowder is. Yeah. Even with Exum there making yeah, and Exum $11 is, million. Yeah, obviously more of a defensive guy. Uh, so I'm sure their plan is to have both playing. Uh, now we're going to move over to Denver. Uh, you're obviously going to protect uh, Jokic. You're going to protect... Murray, and I would also protect Gary Harris just because he's a really successful and young 3 and D guy right now. Yeah, so you, you're left with Millsap and Barton. Uh, obviously, Barton's the younger player. They did just resign Barton to a nice contract. However, Millsap is a former All-Star. Very valuable to the team. Did not play as much as he'd like to last season, but hopefully those health concerns are over. And if, if Denver really does want to make the playoffs, does really want to grow as a team, I think having to keep Millsap is pretty essential to them making the playoffs this upcoming year as as much as they would miss Will Barton on their roster. So probably keeping Millsap would be a little more realistic for the Nuggets this upcoming year. 
Yeah, I mean, Millsap is obviously, in my opinion, would be obviously the fourth choice here just because, you know, you have a good team and, you know, he, he's a real good defender. You know, he's probably, after Draymond Green, he's the best number, you know, player who could defend the four and he could depend, defend multiple positions. He's a good guy to have in the locker room. Uh, so I think you have to protect Millsap. And if I'm an expansion team, if I see Millsap out there, he, he's on my team for sure. Um. Okay, so uh, we have two more Western Conference teams, no, three more Western Conference teams to discuss. Uh, Minnesota, you're obviously going to protect Carl Anthony Towns. You still, even though Jimmy Butler is disgruntled and uh, you know he he's on a one year, he's got one year left on his contract, you want to protect him. You want to you know try to salvage that relationship and make sure he's on your team. And then I would also protect Teague. Just because he's your point guard, you know, he can score 16, 17 points. He gives you dishes out some assists. So you still have to protect him, in my opinion. Yeah, and I think in this situation, especially taking Minnesota's roster into consideration, you could protect either, what, Taj Gibson, Tyus Jones. But I think it's pretty, even though a lot of people are pretty, you know, don't, don't like Andrew Wiggins' contract, I think at this point you've got to keep him. I mean, if if anything, he still is a pretty valuable trade chip. There would be at least a handful of teams willing to take a risk and take an on Andrew Wiggins on their team if if Minnesota does decide to move on from him. So I think similar to Jimmy Butler, too, even though he is disgruntled, he probably does leave if he is still on the roster after this year. Taking into consideration his trade value, even though it might not be extremely high, just taking that into consideration is something that makes him worth keeping on the roster and worth protecting. I mean, I, he's he's the obvious choice here. I think if you're a really smart GM, you actually put his name out there and you just let him go. Uh, but, I mean, of course Minnesota's going to keep him, and I have no problems with that there. Uh, and then we have Memphis, who we are under the impression they're going to keep trying to win, so they're going to keep Gasol and Conley. And the last player they're going to protect is this year's uh, fourth pick in the draft, which is Jaron Jackson, that everyone's very high about after his performance during summer league. So that just leaves essentially um, what Kyle Anderson and Jamichael Green to to be protected. And I mean, they as much as I think they they did like Jamichael Green, he was pretty quiet this year. Uh, Kyle Anderson is someone that they did give a four-year contract worth about thirty-two, thirty-three million. So I think at this point they probably would protect him over Green. Yeah, I mean I think you. Yeah, I mean just because of his, you know, you you have him for the next four years. You're certain of that. I think Jamichael Green is going to be a free agent this year. Uh, you know, so yeah, I, I think Kyle Anderson's the man to protect there. Uh, then the last Western Conference team we're going to discuss is the New Orleans uh, Pelicans. We have obviously you're going to protect Anthony Davis. You're going to protect. Drew Holiday and Miritich, if I am the Pelicans. Yeah, and I think the fourth option is Etwan Moore, who really I mean, had a very good, solid season for them this past year. Played almost the full season. Uh, he made about, I believe it was, he made about two three-pointers a game for them at a very high clip. It was, I think, about 43%. So he really did have somewhat of a breakout year for them this past season and really taking the rest of the roster into consideration there's not much else there that you would really salivate over keeping so I think each one more is the obvious choice here to be kept on the roster yeah and especially since they don't have any more great players that you know anyone's going to be really trying to get I did make a mistake. We have one more Western Conference team to discuss, and it's the Thunder. Uh, you're going to obviously protect Paul George, uh, Russell Westbrook, and Steven Adams. I think those three are pretty clear. And then you have essentially an option between keeping their new uh, their new arrival, Dennis Schroeder, or Andre Robertson. And I think as as more ta- as much as talent as talented as Schroeder is, I think Andre Robertson is more valuable to that roster than Dennis Schroeder. I think Dennis Schroeder is a poor fit with the Thunder in general, uh, but apparently they see something in this pairing that we don't, so we'll see how that works out, but I think if you have a choice between those two and you're the Thunder with Westbrook on your team, 
I think it's pretty obvious you keep Robertson over over uh, Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, I do think, uh, you know, we obviously saw the impact of when Robertson was gone this year. So he's obviously very important to the team. I, I kind of disagree with you. I actually like the fit with Schroeder, especially if he's coming off the bench. But he also has, you know, what, two, three more years on his contract, over $15 million, And, uh, you know, OKC is going to be in the luxury tax you know, no matter what, because of the contracts they gave Westbrook, uh, Paul, and, and uh, Adams. So, you know, getting losing Shore wouldn't be necessarily the worst thing. All you gave up for it was a heavily protected pick in four years. And uh, you gave up Carmelo, yeah, but I mean... Terrible contract. So you're, you know, yeah. losing him isn't the worst thing. I'm pretty sure they would actually be kind of happy to lose that money in the future. As, as as much as they seem to want him on that roster, I think it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for them to lose that money because that would save them a ton in luxury caps. Yeah. All right, now we're going to move on to the East. We're going to start with uh, the Chicago Bulls. I uh, You know, you drafted Wendell Carter this year. This year. He, from all reports, everyone was raving about his game during summer league you're going to keep Laurie Markin in because he you know you we know what he can give you and then you know we kind of had a I kind of had a difficulty coming up with this third guy but I think Jabari is the third person to pick just because I like him over Levine I don't like uh, Levine very much uh but you know Parker's the person to protect there in my opinion uh I mean I can be persuaded otherwise no I agree I think Parker's got the most potential out of him Levine and out of uh Parker, Levine, and Dunn, I think Parker's got the most potential. You have to keep him. Uh, even, I mean, both Levine and Dunn were injured too at some point over the last two years and missed a significant amount of time. So really, I mean, I think, so Parker I agree with, and then it's between Levine and Dunn, and I don't know. I mean, both players, uh, you're not as high on Levine. I mean, I'm not that high on Levine, but I think he's a solid player. Uh, I would probably keep Levine in the situation. I mean, he just because of the fact that he's got a little more potential than Chris Dunn does. Chris Dunn might, you know, Chris Dunn is probably going to be a solid NBA starter, but I don't ever see him being a superstar. And I don't see Levine being a superstar either, but he's got a little more potential to be an all-star at some point. So. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a little bit uh, overstating it, but... Uh, I I would personally I would keep done just because I can lose Levine's contract, but I I would I I understand your point, and I do believe that the Bulls see more in Levine than I do, and they gave him that contract so they would want to keep him. Yes. All right, and then we're gonna move on to Milwaukee. Uh, you're obviously gonna protect Giannis. You're gonna protect Chris Middleton, and then the third player uh, I put down would be Eric Bledsoe. So we're left with either Thon Maker or Malcolm Brogdon in this situation. So uh, we we kind of had a debate between the two of us when we were selecting. I mean, when we were reviewing who we should be protected between Bledsoe and Brogdon, and I just think Bledsoe's more of a, a better a better talent than Brogdon, even though Brogdon's a little younger. Both are free agents next year. Uh, Bledsoe will probably make a little more money than Brogdon. Uh, so. We decided to go with Bledsoe in the situation. Now with Mocker and Brogdon, I will suggest probably keeping Mocker on the roster because of his potential, his two-way potential, because of the fact that he's a big man and they really have no big man there. Uh, who do you think? I mean, this is pretty I, debatable. I mean, to me, <laughs> Tom Maker has only showed us he can perform I don't know, in one round of the playoffs. And then other than that, he hasn't done much else. Uh, I, I like Malcolm Brogdon. If I was Milwaukee, I would, uh, you know, it's to, it, the way I'm looking at it is I could see Bledsoe going and I would want to keep uh, uh, Brogdon, who's going to be a restricted free agent. Brogdon will, I believe, be a, a restricted free agent. He, he was, uh, yeah, he, I, I'm not sure. I believe he was a second-round pick. I'm pretty sure he'll be a restricted free agent. So I think you could at least keep Brogdon. Um, but if you want to put down... Make Let's just... put on Brogdon. I'm okay with okay. being persuaded in this situation. Yeah, Brogdon, yeah, Brogdon had to be a second-round pick because this will only be his third year in the NBA and standard rookie contract is four years. So, they're, so he was not a first-round pick. He was a second-round pick. Okay, uh, toughest one, toughest team. Team that's going to lose the most here would be the Boston Celtics. Um, 
the way I see it is you have to protect Jason Tatum and you have to protect Jalen Brown just because of how young they are and, and their development so far. And then the third person I would protect, and this, you know, this took me a lot, but I think Al Horford's the person to protect just because of we've seen how much he means to the team uh, in the playoffs this year. Yeah, and then I think, I mean, obviously it's between you have uh, Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving. And even though Hayward is on a longer contract, I think it's pretty, you have to take that flyer with Kyrie Irving and you have to keep him in this situation. I mean, you cannot let, what, a 26-year-old all-star point guard go for nothing. And in terms of if they want to win, I think uh, Irving has to be there. So as much as, obviously, as much as it would suck when Hayward go, I think this is something that you have to do and keep Irving, even though he might leave next year. Yeah, I mean, that's the only thing that would help me think about keeping uh, Hayward just because, you know, with Rozier and with Smart, you kind of have point guards there. But, I, you know, Kyrie is a champion, right? He's young. And he's shown us that he can perform well in the playoffs. So, I mean, you don't, you can't put his name on there. Knowing, especially that you put his name on there, he's going to be the first one gone. So, yeah, you have to keep Kyrie there. Okay, then we're going to do Philadelphia. Uh, you, I, I mean, this to me was the easiest three to choose. You're going to keep Simmons, Fultz, and Embiid. Just because, I mean, obviously some people might say, oh, why would you keep Fultz? I, you know, he was the first-round pick. You traded up for him. You're going to keep Markel Fultz. Yeah, I think that's a no-brainer, too. And then the fourth one, I mean, you have Covington. You have your new rookie, Zaire Smith. But I think it's pretty obvious you keep Sarch here. I think Sarch is younger than Covington. And, yeah, he might have looked lost sometimes last year. But I think the potential is there. And especially him being a uh, a fourth, really, the fourth best player on the team really makes it that much easier for him to develop as a player and really puts less pressure on him to continue to develop. And he did have a lot of a lot of a lot of good moments, just as many as he had bad moments last year. So I think it's pretty pretty easy that you keep him in the situation. Yeah, I mean obviously you know, JJ Reddick's the other one, but JJ Reddick's just old and right. you gotta you know, you gotta trust the process and keep the future, right? Yes. Um, now we're going to talk a little bit about Washington, and these three were very easy for me. They're all young, I mean, or relatively young. You're going to keep John Wall, Bradley Beal, and Otto Porter. Yeah, and then the fourth one, you you have Dwight Howard, you have Markeith Morris there, but I think it's you got to keep Kelly Oubre in this situation. You can't let him walk away for nothing, so... Uh, I think this one's pretty obvious, too, even though he plays the same position, really, as Bradley Beal, but... You have to keep him, and if anything, yeah. is a must trade bait. And I wouldn't be worried about you know Dwight Howard and his attitude going to a expansion team because that'd just be terrible and in the locker room. Okay, uh, this is going to be an interesting little one because they kind of similar to Utah. They have some top talent, but then they have a lot of good role players, which is Toronto. Uh, you're obviously going to keep Kawhi and Kyle Lowry because you know these are your two all stars, and then. Uh, the last player I decided to put down would be OG and Unobi just because, you know, he's young, he showed us what he can do, and I wouldn't want to let him go. Yeah, so that leaves us with Fred Van Fleet and uh, Pascal Siakam to mm-hmm. choose between. I mean, they do have other guys like, I'm sure they'd love to get rid of Ibaka or Valanchunas. They do have Danny Green there, but, you know, oh well, if you do have to let him go. But, yeah, I probably think Fred Van Fleet is the one to keep here. Uh, even though him and Lowry do play the same position, Lowry is, what, 34 at this point, 33 or 34, and I think it's pretty obvious that, you know, you have to have to have something ready once Lowry either goes to another team or retires, you have to have someone ready to take over his position. Yeah, I mean, this is one of those unfortunate things, knowing that if whoever you don't pick is probably going to go, right? A team's going to take Siakam or a team's going to take Van Fleet. But, I, yeah, I think Van Fleet has shown us, uh, you know, especially if you look at his stats and, like, numbers in the playoffs, he's just a really good player. So you you, you keep him for sure just because of the talent that's there. Yeah, and they proved how much they want him by resigning him for, well, to put them well over the luxury cap this upcoming year. So they proved how much they wanted to keep him. Uh, and here's a 
team that's also loaded with talent that it was just so hard to come up with these names. But Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, I, you know, the first two, you know, you're obviously going to keep Colin Sexton just because he just cho- chose him this year. And, you know, I, people are raving about him. And then you're going to keep Kevin Love, who you just gave all that money to and who you want to pretty put the city, you know, put the team behind uh, Kevin Love. The third person I wrote down is Larry Nance. Now, of course, that's, you know, if somebody wants to disagree with me here, I'm all for it. And, you know, coming up with the fourth player was quite difficult as well. So what are your thoughts? No, I think I agree. I mean, they're, they, I mean, obviously that roster is what it is at this point. And uh, by the way, resigning Kevin Love and giving him the money they gave him, I think this probably will be the worst contract in the NBA over the final three years of that deal. Well, there's the Blake Griffin contract. I, I, yeah, but I think Blake Griffin is a little more valuable to the Pistons than Kevin Love will ever be. It, it might be, it might not be. I'm not even sure um, at this point. I mean, Griffin's only got four years remaining on his contract, and now Kevin Love has five because it added his the four year was an extension to the final year of this contract. But I still think, regardless of what it is, I think Blake Griffin is a better talent and especially I mean both of them have injury histories but I don't know what Cleveland was thinking with this deal I have no idea uh, even if you wanted to extend them fine but to give them that amount of money I mean it's 30 million a year for a Kevin Love who's already 30 I believe and he'll be 35 making I believe like 35 million or something so I don't know what they were thinking but they did it they uh, obviously Want to keep him? First of all, I thought they should have traded him right when they could. But regardless of what happens, I mean, it is what it is at this point. But I think the fourth player to keep here is Jordan Clarkson. I mean, I, I don't know who else. I mean, Ronnie Hood will probably resign. Uh, they did just agree to, uh, reportedly agree to a deal with David Nwaba. So between Clarkson and Nwaba, who do we want to keep here? I dislike Jordan Clarkson if. If even if he's the fourth player, I would just leave it. Put Nwaba on the list. I would rather keep Nwaba because I do. I did like Nwaba. I did like you know. I mean, obviously, he's a role player, right? So he's not. I'm not trying to say he should be starting, but I like Nwaba and I like the role he played with the Bulls off the bench. So I would rather keep him than Clarkson because Clarkson to me is not worth keeping. Okay, uh, we're gonna do Miami Heat now. The Heat are gonna protect Justice Winslow, uh, Goran Dragic, and Bam Adebayo. Yeah, so uh, with the Heat, I mean, uh, who else do they have? They have uh, Jane, Wayne Ellington played pretty well. Deion Waiters was injured for some of the years. He played pretty well. Um, who else do they have? They have James Johnson there. Uh, Tyler Johnson, who they're trying to trade. But yeah, Tyler and Johnson, they're trying to trade. But I think... Josh Richardson? Yeah, I think I think the, it's pretty obvious here you want to keep Josh Richardson. He's still young. He's uh, a... A solid 3 and D player, i just put it that way. He put up some real nice defensive numbers. He averaged, what, one and a half steals a game, almost a block a game. Uh, shot the three ball pretty well. 38%. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So I think he's worth keeping. He is still young, so it's it's pretty pretty cut and dry that you want to keep And I believe he's under like a that. decent contract, like $14 million. I could be wrong on that, but I believe he's under like $14 million. I think Josh Richardson is obviously the player to keep here. Just because of what, what, how he can be used in today's NBA is uh, pretty important. Yeah. Okay, uh, now we're going to talk about the Orlando Magic. And this is going to be the biggest or the tallest three that we're going to keep. We're obviously going to keep uh, Mohamed Bama, who was the number six pick this year. Uh, you just re-signed Aaron Gordon. And Aaron Gordon showed that he has some talent. And uh, Jonathan Isaac, who was their pick last year... Who barely played last year, but people, from what I've heard, he was probably the most surprising player in summer league this year. People are just saying you got to watch out for this guy. He's long. He's six ten, I believe. He's got a decent shot. Uh, I liked him last year in the draft, and I and I don't believe Orlando would want to get rid of him. Yeah, it's pretty obvious uh, that they they'd have to keep him. And looking at the remainder of their roster, I mean, the three guys really you could choose between here are Fournier. Jonathan Simmons, who they stole from the Spurs last year, and Vucevic. But as much as I I, I like Vucevic a lot, but he does he he struggles with staying on the court, and they've been trying to trade him this year. So we're not gonna add him to the list. So it's between Simmons and Fournier now. 
Fournier has some injury history too, but he's a good shooter and he's a little more talented than Jonathan Simmons. So I think at this point you keep Fournier over Simmons. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think Jonathan Simmons is a little bit of a better defensive player. But he, I mean, from what we've still seen, he still hasn't been able to develop a shot. And I think Fournier is a little bit younger. I think he's like four years younger. So I think he's just a guy to keep. Obviously, the, you know, the guys I named are all big guys. So uh, you don't need to keep Vucevic because of just, you know, you're going to run out of space from where you can play these guys. Yeah, and I mean, they, they've been trying to trade him. And I, I wouldn't be surprised. He probably will be traded sometime in the midseason. All right, then we got the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, you're going to obviously keep Trey Young. You're going to keep... Uh, John Collins or Josh Collins? John Collins. John Collins. And then you're going to keep trying Prince. Yeah, uh, so those are the three young players, I think. At this point, they have no choice but to keep these three guys. I mean, those are really they're only they're the players they can rely on most if they believe they're going to win in the future. And then also on this roster, you have uh, Dwayne Dedman and Ken Bazemore, who I'm sure if uh, makes they're pretty much... Ken Bazemore's been rumored to be traded. I mean, there have been rumors about him going to Houston. I think that would be a solid pickup for the Rockets, but we'll see if that trade ends up going through. Uh, so, But I would say you do keep uh, Bazemore over Dwayne Dedman just because of the fact that he's got trade value. And if they, he does decide to stay, he's a pretty talented 3 and D player on this roster. So if anything, he could help the younger players grow if needed. So... Yeah, I, I, I mean, Camp Baseball, like, I think, you know, you can probably get one of the Rockets picks in the future, so you do. I mean, it, you would have to, especially taking on Ryan Anderson's contract. They yeah, would have I to mean, throw in at least the first round yeah, pick. Probably I mean, from what I've been told, they're, they're, about, they're the same year, so money's kind of going to even out, but you're going to get at least a contract out of it. I mean, at least yeah. a pick, because I mean, you, don't, you don't have to trade Baseball. Right? Yeah, they, both What's of them the do have two years yeah. left on their contract. So, yeah, I mean, Baseball even makes a little less. So you'd be taking on a little more money as Atlanta. But yeah, at the same time, Bazemore is much more valuable than Ryan And, and you know, the point. Rockets have every reason to pursue a trade like that because that's the only way they get better is, you know, by they, they can't sign someone and get better. Okay, uh, we have uh, the New Jersey Nets. Uh, you know, we thought maybe... Uh, Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets, my bad. Uh, we have... <laughs> it could keep Keith Van Horn and Kerry Kittles. <laughs> yeah, no. right. Richard oh. Jefferson, Kenyon Martin... Uh, Jason Kidd and Vince Carter, right? Oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, what we're going to keep here is we're going to keep D'Angelo Russell, Spencer Dinwiddie, and Jared Allen. Yes, yeah. So those are the guys that they are pretty high on at this point. Uh, they like them all, even though D'Angelo Russell will be interesting to see what happens with his free agency uh, next year. And I think it's pretty interesting that that trade is looking much better for the Lakers now than it is for Brooklyn because... I mean, as talented as Russell is, he doesn't seem to fit in anywhere he goes. It, I mean, at least the second team he's with right now doesn't seem to fit in a lot. I believe it was, regardless of which one of those picks it was, I think it was Josh Hart. But I think it actually might have been Kyle Kuzma. It was Kuzma. It was Kuzma. So, yeah, I mean, Kuzma's looking like a better player than D'Angelo Russell, and they got rid of Mozgov. So that real deal is looking real good now for the Lakers. But uh, back on track, I think the fourth player to keep here is... Carl Levert, he's another young player for them, another player that they like. So I think you keep him and see what happens with him on the roster. And if anyone else, if they lose anyone else, I think they would be okay with it. Yeah, and I I mean, I agree with that. I mean, the other person that I thought about maybe is you just don't go for, you, you leave D'Angelo Russell off. But I mean... You know, he's still the one that's the most potential here, so you kind of have to, you're kind of stuck with him. Yeah, you got to give him one more year to see what he does for the, the team and see see how he develops with the roster. Okay, so now we are going to move on and we're going to discuss the New York Knicks. Uh, you obviously keep in, I think this was pretty easy. You're going to keep Porzingis, you're going to keep Frankie Nikitina, and you're going to keep Kevin Knox. Yeah, and the rest of the roster, really, there's no other young guys there. They had, I mean, probably the if we went back last year with they O'Quinn, Kyle O'Quinn, and Hernan Gomez at the center position, both of them are gone off the team now. You have Cantor there. You have uh, Lance Thomas, Emmanuel Moutier, who I think is an absolute joke. I don't see why you would keep him. So I think at this point you keep Courtney Lee, use him as a trade chip if you have to, but I think... 
he's their best option. And I think the Knicks are trying to win this upcoming season, even though Porzingis might be out for the whole year. So I think you do keep Courtney Lee. And if the Knicks are losing by the trade deadline, you use him as a trade chip. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, that's fine. I don't have any other player on the team where I'm very much going to try to, you know, make a case for here. Okay, so now we have uh, Michael Jordan's team. We have the Charlotte Hornets. And I think, you know, for him, you know, you're going to protect Malik Monk, who was your draft pick last year, who showed some talent. You're going to protect your the draft pick you traded for this year from the Clippers. You're going to protect Miles Bridges. And I still think Kemba Walker still has that awesome contract, at least for a year. He's still a good trade asset. I mean, I know I know that the, uh, the Hornets are intent on keeping Kemba Walker. If he's going to stay, you know, that's another op- that's another thing. But you keep him just because of the trade as- trade value he has. And if he does stay, you know, he's still a good player. Yeah, I don't know why he would want to stay. I mean, I can imagine that the Hornets do want to keep him. I just don't see him remaining with the team after this year. Especially with the way the roster set up, they really won't have any flexibility until uh, 2020 at the earliest. Uh, they have players there like Michael Kidd Gilchrist, who's still very young, a good defensive player, not much of a shooter at all. Marvin Williams, who's a good 30, what, 31, 32 year old 3 and D player, but doesn't really provide much in terms of value. And both of them on our bad contracts. Um, obviously, Batum, who's, I believe, 28 now. Again, a decent player, but he's making a ton of money over the next three years. So I think the guy you keep is Jeremy Lamb, uh, younger player. You know, they they do have other young players like Kaminsky and Zeller as well. But really, this is I mean one of the harder choices to make here, just because of the fact that no, but nobody else here is really someone you like salivate over keeping. But I think Jeremy Lamb is the safest bet to keep. Yeah, and I'm in agreement there. I mean, you can make an argument, in my opinion, for Kaminsky, but Emmy Lamb's probably the better player. Um, okay, we have two more teams left. We have the Indiana Pacers. I think the first two, I mean, I, I, in my opinion, three guys to protect you are pretty easy. It's Miles Turner, Victor Oladipo, and Boyan Bojanovic. Yeah, and I think the fourth player you keep, you just uh, signed them. Uh, is Tyreek Evans. I mean, there are, again, other players you could consider. Sabonis. Uh, they, they just signed Kylo Quinn as well. Well, you have the Darren Collins. You have... Yeah. Um, who's the other point guard from... He played Corey Joseph. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you think Evans is the person to keep... I think, especially with the way he played last year, he's still fairly young. Uh, I think he's definitely the one you keep here, especially because of how his three-point shot improved. I think it's easy to say that he's the one worth keeping. And if need be, obviously he's only signed a one-year contract, but he could easily resign with the team next year. They could offer him a decent amount of money if he does perform the same way he did last year. So I think this is a pretty easy choice as well. All right. And the last team uh, we're going to talk about is Detroit. I mean, this pains me to say it, but you probably have to protect Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin. And then third person is probably, the, uh, you know, Luke Kennard, their pick. He played decently. I know they like him. Yeah. Uh, who would you say is the fourth player? Uh, so, I mean, yeah, like you said, this is a tough one. But it was between Reggie Jackson and uh, Reggie Bullock here. And uh, being a North Carolina fan, I'm going to say Reggie Bullock is the one worth keeping. Uh, Reggie Jackson is a decent point guard, but Bullock is more of a modern-day player. He shoots the ball well. I think they'd be able to find a point guard to take Reggie Jackson's place if he does get selected. So... I will go with keeping Bullock over Reggie Jackson in this situation. Sure. I mean, I can be convinced doing that. Reggie Jackson is also not a great locker room guy. He's a ball stopper. So, you know, it might help. I mean, obviously, if you're Detroit now, you're just kind of screwed. But you're going to have to start developing players from, uh, you know, in your next few draft picks to see what you can get. Yeah, I think, if, I think the one player who probably will end up in Detroit – if 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 Memphis struggles this year and decides that they do put Conley on the trade block, I think he'd be the ideal fit there just because of the fact that they're screwed financially over the next three, four years anyway. With Griffin and Drummond there, you might as well take on another good player on a bad contract to try to win. So I think he'd be the ideal fit there if Memphis does decide that it's time for them to rebuild, which I think it's time for them to do anyway, but they don't apparently, so... Yeah, okay. Um, so we just discussed all 30 teams. We discussed the four players that we are going to protect. 
on our next episode, we are going to do a snake, snake draft where one of the rules is you could only take one player from the team. So we're going to, like, for instance, limit the fact that Boston's going to lose Hayward and Rozier. Yeah. I think the way the snake format works is essentially if we'll do a, we'll probably do a paper, scissors, rocks over who gets to choose whether we want first pick or second, third. But it's going to be whoever has first pick, the next person has second, third. Next person is fourth, fifth, then sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth. So essentially, after the first pick, each person makes two selections, and that's how the snake format works. And we're going to build a 12-person team. Uh, we are going to go over the salaries of this team. So we, that is being taken into account. Uh, we don't want a team that's, uh, you know, obviously we're not going to put a team that's going to be $200 million. No. We're not going to take all bad contracts on one team. We are going to be looking at, you know, Thinking probably the teams we're going to be looking at for the future, but if we can get a player that can win now, for instance, a Gordon Hayward is probably going to go. Yeah. Um, if you have any questions or any concerns or any ideas, you think some of our picks are crazy here, you think we missed somebody, please uh, feel free to send us an email at nbatradezones.com. You can start following us on Twitter at nbatradezones. Uh, one of the most important things is if you are on iTunes, can you please rate or and review us uh subscribe to our podcast um that was always very helpful yeah and we just look forward to hearing anything you have to say uh if and especially after our next episode when we make the selections we will definitely be looking forward to hearing which team is better set up for the now and which but which team is better set up for the future because we will get pretty competitive with this and we'll have a lot of fun with it too. So thank you for listening. And if you have any ideas you want us to send out, when we're going to keep, we're going to continue doing these podcasts, even though it's the off season and uh, training camps going to start. But we are going to continue doing some. You know, we're going to talk, discuss some interesting trades from the past that didn't occur, some that did happen. We'll rate them. We'll mm-hmm. see which ones were good. I have a handful of ideas of trades that should occur before the season, which we'll do an episode on that. Um, so if you have any ideas, any trades you want us to discuss or maybe look in, uh, please send them our way. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, let your friends know. i seen we are getting a little bit more listeners. So if you guys are telling other people about us, please uh, keep spreading the word. Uh, we love getting new listeners and having new people listen to us. Yeah, Thank you, guys. Thank appreciate you. your time. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.